Ba-dum, bum, bum. We are recording. Recording this bus podcast. Yeah, we are recording. Recording this bus podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That was good. Where's the uke? The it's behind. One, two. A one, two, three, four. Podcast. Should we be making a podcast about the ukulele? The ukulele. We should be quitting our jobs and starting a band. And getting neck tattoos so that we can't go back on that decision because it would be hard to get a job with a neck tattoo. Exactly. So the neck tattoo would help us commit yes. to our decision to being in a band. You don't go back on the band after you get a neck tattoo. That is facts. True. Of life. And w- would we still be, what What, what was our band oh, name? Uh, Chat uh, GPT and the Fizzy Bots. <laughs> Chat GPT and the Fizzy Bots. So we would just be... The fizzy bots. The fizzy bots. Okay, I like the fizzy bots. I do too. I think it's cute. Okay. It reminds me of like 1960s art style, futuristic, like uh, the Jetsons. So we'd be a rock band, right? Obviously. <laughs> We're pretty metal. heavy metal people. Oh, you know? yeah. You look at us and you don't think that's two mild-mannered women. You look at us and you think, <laughs> oh my god. That's a goth, 100%. Stop <laughs> flamming preps. Those well, are goths. <laughs> goths and rock and rollers, I think, are different. You would think you so? say? Yeah, I say, but I think we would have, like, a goth heavy metal band. We would. Yeah. We definitely would. That's what comes to mind when you first look when at us. When you look at us. Mm. Yeah. All the black lipstick. Yeah. Black eyeliner. Fishnets. Fishnets. Platform. Thigh-high boots. In fairness, I have a lot of those things. I just don't usually wear them all together. <laughs> Maybe we should start. It's true. Yeah. Goth. Uh, I think I all black is the way to go. It's slimming. It is. And it just makes you look kind of cool and mysterious. Yeah, like people don't know what you're thinking. If you're wearing a black top, they're like, oh, wow, she's mysterious. Yeah. But if you're wearing a white top... We're like, no, nothing mysterious. No, mild-mannered at best, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't turn, turned on the... <laughs> Timer? Yeah. We don't obey time. We're above time. It's more just, I, I just want to know. You just want to know. It's on. It's officially six, seven, eight. You don't care. No. Fizz. Buzz. Fizz buzz. That's Mo. And that's Stacy. And, and this, this is my favorite. Oops, that's the wrong podcast. Uh, FizzBuzz Podcast. <laughs> oh, wow, the levels went really high there. <laughs> that's okay, we're used to it. We're loud gals. Um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna mix it up a mix bit. Mix it up a I bit think. today. And we have a different format uh, that we are lightly adapting from. Plagiarizing. So, plagiarizing. Certain podcast uh, that will not be named. <laughs> but um, one of our faves, and yes. we actually copycat from them. Yeah, it's my all favorite the time. murder. My favorite murder. We love them. 
Yeah, they're so great. So silly, silly girls and telling great stories. So, great and stories about murder. About murder. And so we had a story that was kind of about murder. Murder of a tech giant. Ha 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 ha. Um, kind of. It's not really, but like, go with the theme. Just go, go Just with it. Roll with it. Roll with it. <laughs> Follow us through this, okay? Don't complain. Um, but let's not give it all away yet. We won't give it all away yet. No, but, no, no. But, you know, we'll leave it in in suspense. Mm-hmm. But today, it's all about, you know, unveiling the mystery of such murders. And, and you know, maybe there might be some fun conversation as well. Yes. So we've done it in the style of My Favorite Murder in the way that I... Did all, I wrote a little story for us, a little research paper, if you will. Um, and a publication. A publication. Except it's not public. And the yes. facts may or may not be uh, right. Exactly. So don't don't quote me entirely, you know. Quoter. Quoter. I, I wrote this up in like two hours, so there's probably a lot of gaps and stuff. But Mo doesn't know anything about I don't. the story I, I'm about to tell. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, Mo knows a lot, but she doesn't know about what Stacey's the, about to tell me. Yeah, the nitty gritty details of the story that we're going to tell today. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I live my head. I live in the clouds and I know mm. nothing about this. And there's like all this juicy goss and Stacey's been following it for months and oh, she yeah. brought it up. And I'm like, what are you, this is actually happening. So yeah. it's going to be Stacey's story and my fresh take on it. Even yes. though it's been happening for a while. So as you learned, listener, so is Mo. So Mo's going to try to ask the good questions. Like the Virgin Mary. Path. Like the Virgin Mary. <laughs> she's asking the good questions. No, but she's fresh to these things, you know. Oh, good. Like, I, I'm a virgin to the story. Yes. Sorry, that wasn't very clear. She's also <laughs> very good at asking questions. Yeah, it's like, she's, she's the OG reporter. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... We hope you enjoy. We won't. We won't get into it yet. We'll get there. We're still. We're still introducing. Boop doop. But that being said, I think that it's really important that we get into what we love, 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 love about our dear island, Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> uh, Stacy, would you like to go first? You want me to go first? Yes. Um. Okay. So I picked something this week that goes kind of along with our, it's summertime in Ireland, you know, abundance is upon us. Um, And in the summertime in Ireland, my favorite thing ever is strawberries because they grow strawberries um, in County Wexford, which is just a couple counties down below us in Dublin at the moment. Um, and they are the best strawberries you'll ever have in your entire life. That's a bold claim. The best ever in your entire life. Ever, ever, ever. They taste like strawberry candy. Like my mouth is actually watering a little bit talking about it, (laughs) but they are so good. Like they taste and they look like storybook strawberries like if you've ever read a story where it's like the main character is a little mouse eating strawberries and the illustrator of this children's book has drawn perfect strawberries that's what they look like and they're so delicious um 
I think it was like two summers ago, uh, my boyfriend and I, we went to Wexford and we went to a place called Green's Berry Farm. Ooh. So shout out to Green's. Sponsor us. No, just kidding. Sponsor us. I, I would sponsor you, Green's Berry Farm. Um, and I did because I bought like <laughs> an insane amount of strawberries, like, like close to eating my own weight in strawberries. Like, that's a lot of strawberries. And I think I ate like, I'm trying to do maths, like two pounds of strawberries in a sitting. And I had to Google because I did read. Did you get sick? No. Um, <laughs> I would have gotten sick. I did Google, though, because I heard, maybe this is like a wise tale, but I heard that you could develop an allergy if you eat too much of something. And I was oh, like... that thing? Yeah. And I was like, could I accidentally develop a strawberry allergy? And? I didn't. But um, I'm still worried <laughs> about it because I still would eat my body weight in fucking strawberries, especially the ones from Wexford, because they are chef's kiss, golden, Lit. delicious absolute perfect berries in the entire world i uh attest to to this i second your notion to waterford wexford wexford i Wex- knew that was gonna wexy happen. yeah wexy wexy straws wexy straws i mean i'm sure that they sell strawberry or grow strawberries in waterford but they're famous in famously wexford. in wexford famous. yeah and it's like one of those things where you can just go up on the side of the road and people are just selling strawberries yeah, and they're like, you get like two little baskets for like five euro or something. Yeah, dead and then, cheap. And then you just go off and eat strawberries in a dark room alone. Nom nom nom. Don't think about it. Hide your shame of eating too many strawberries. <laughs> There's no shame. No shame, Stacy. Uh, find out next week when I become allergic to strawberries. <laughs> She's a little berry. Gonna turn into one. Yeah. So, Mo, what's your favorite thing about Ireland? My fave is, um, funny enough, we were already talking about the torrential summer weather <laughs> um, and the rain and the wind, and it has, not going to lie, been getting me down. And I'd say that the extreme weather is maybe one of my least favorite things about Ireland, especially because I was talking to my friend, and I'm a weak desert baby a weak mountain baby as well so you know in new mexico i'm just used to having sun a lot more Mm. and and a lot more mild weather in comparison or really like mild might be the wrong word but really like it's not changing it's very it's it's consistent sunny and warm in the summer every day consistent that's the word um but anyways, here, what um, I decided that I love and is my favorite thing is that people don't stop doing the thing that they need to do and like going out and having fun, going out enjoying their lives, even though it's pissing. <laughs> and like, that's the thing I just find so admirable because like to me, I'm like, oh, it's raining. I just want to stay in bed all day. But you can't. You got to go to work you gotta go to the pub you gotta meet your friends you gotta go to your workout classes and you can't let this stuff stuff stop you no irish person would be stopped by a drop of rain ever no Mm. matter how little or how hard i don't know um how much there is and i feel like i'm getting into that mindset slowly but surely like 
over the last few days I've had to leave the house because if not I would just be stuck in the house for weeks at a time basically mm. um it's harder in the winter I'd say in the summer I think it's a lot easier it's still warm even though it's wet but yeah I I just think it's a very admirable quality that it's like no I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna live my life I'm gonna live my best life even though it's raining outside and I think you wouldn't always say this about Irish people but I think it's like a very like maybe optimistic or mm. or maybe it's just like a, a realistic point of view where it's like I just can't let this thing stop me from yeah. being, being me I heard a saying and I think it's a German saying but I've heard it said here and it's like what are you made of sugar like you're not gonna melt if you go outside in the rain yeah exactly or a witch or a yeah a something you know yeah so Irish people they're sturdy people you know sturdy people yeah sturdy they can withstand many a thing yeah, so hopefully, you know, I can be just a little, a little more like them. Yeah, it is inspiring because it was like pissing rain yesterday and I looked out the window and I saw a woman jogging and I was like, oh, I should be jogging. Yeah. <laughs> and like no hood, no mm. jacket. No rain jacket, no nothing, just, you know. Shorts, probably. No, no shorts. She had like a puffer jacket on and like leggings and then a hat. And I was like, a hat? In the rain, I guess. I just feel like it would just make your head wet. It could. It could. I. Everybody has their own, I guess. Yeah, she had a method, though, and it didn't look like her first time jogging in the rain, so... Yeah, if you're a jogger and you live in Ireland, you're most likely going to jog in the rain. The one thing about that is, you know, after your jog... You're just going to get home. You're going to take a shower. It's not yes. like you have to. I think it's actually worse to like, let's say you're going to work and it's pissing mm-hmm. and then you get into the office and you're drenched and you have to, you have to sit in a cold office all day wet. That's the part where I like hate, you yeah. know? Yeah. But usually when that happens, you know, working from home, you just opt into the work from home but I've been just putting on the docks and having the umbrella out it does flip open every so often but it always slips open that's okay it still helps in my opinion see that's it the the attitude strawberries and attitude yeah exactly good things so will we get into it let's get into it the goss the goss the scandalous gossip if anyone knows me they know i love the goss mo is a devil for the goss i am so tell me okay <clears throat> i'm here to tell you the story of the murder well not really but we'll get there but <laughs> the um i don't know what you'd call it destabilization of twitter so like it wasn't really a murder like twitter gets better maybe a little bit it's still kind of a disaster it's a whole thing so i'm going to tell you about the fall of twitter and the rise of meta's threads and the scandal chaos and bizarre things that have come out of this entire thing since last year because it's a trip and I think it shows highs and lows of the tech industry, and it puts a new lens over how we see tech as a business and like how companies function. 
And maybe it's more obvious, but it definitely piqued my interest in the way I see things now. Um, and of course, for the story, I'm going to use a few references. Um, we'll leave them in the show notes. But I also used a lot of our favorite periodical slash white paper, Wikipedia. Wiki Wikipedia. So, with that being said, um, let's begin our tale with the main character of the moment, who is Elon Musk. Mr. So Musk. So he's memeable, he's polarizing, and his full name is Elon Reeve Musk. So I bet you didn't know his middle name was Reeve. What does that even mean, Reeve? Reeve. I don't know. It's spelled R-E-E-V-E. R-E-E-V-E. Maybe I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but... Revy. That's what I'm saying with confidence. Elon Reeve Musk. Um, so he was born June 28th, 1971, in Pretoria, Transvaal, South Africa. So, you can rest easy knowing that this man cannot become president of the U.S. That is actually a very good fun <laughs> fact, Stacey. Because <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't doubt that he'd try yeah. if he was He's got American that energy. Born. Yeah. He's got the energy for it. Like, um, And so, growing up, Musk was said to be shy, a little awkward, and he didn't have many friends, which is like relatable bestie we've all had that shy awkward period in our life true i mean like i would still kind of say that's true now like i don't know if he's shy per se but he's definitely awkward and i don't think he has very many friends yeah, <laughs> yeah. hot take hot take <laughs> go on stacy <laughs> Okay, so he started getting into computing at age 10. He taught himself how to program, which I think is really cool. Like, he gets some Admirable. points for that. Yeah, so points points for you, Elon. Um, he made a video game using the programming language BASIC, and he called it Blaster, and he sold it to a company called PC and Office Technology for $500. So he's got the skills. He's demonstrated the skills. He got mad cash, and it was at an early age, which, you know, nice. Good one. Yeah, like businessman from an early age yeah. and a, a computer nerd from an early age as well. Exactly. Because I always kind of questioned if he, like, knows what's going on. So I think he's got <laughs> a basic understanding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like it. And so, you know, yeah. So he's, he's got some tech stuff behind his belt. Um, and when he got older, he went to university and he received... He's got two degrees, actually. He's got a bachelor's degree in physics from the University of Pennsylvania and an economics degree from a place called the Wharton School. I've never heard of the Wharton School before, but he's got a degree from there. Um, during his college years, he would host large ticketed house parties to make money for tuition. And after university, Musk started his career in Silicon Valley, where he took advantage of the internet boom in the 90s, and he applied to a job at Netscape, but never got a response. We've all been there, buddy. Don't feel bad about it, Elon. Quick question. Yeah. With the last point about the house parties? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought he was, like, rich 
I thought he came from, like, old money. Yeah, I thought that, too. So I think maybe they were just... Because, like, he came to Canada to stay with his mom after his parents got divorced. So maybe there's something to do with that where it was kind of like he was on his own for tuition money and, um, you know, had to make his own way to a certain point. But Fair. I mean, and if anything, that's good. Good values instilled. Yeah. He kind of, you know, figured out a fun way to make tuition. I mean, if I knew that, that was the thing, I would have been throwing house parties and getting people to pay in every weekend. Yeah. You know? but I it, was just going to the parties. <laughs> I wasn't hosting. Exactly. But I think it also, like, demonstrates another, like, facet to his personality. Because if you think about the people who organize college house parties, like, they always kind of have the same personality type you know what's that i'm trying to find the words for it like kind of outgoing maybe a little obnoxious (laughs) which is like different from the original awkward and shy awkward and shy so there was an evolution at some stage so yeah he learned some social skills as you would hope by the time you get to college or when you're in college who knows yeah. I wonder how much money he made from that as well. If he actually did make tuition from it. Did anyone attend his house parties? That's the... That's the real question. That's the real question. I know. Well, hey, if he found a way to not have to take out student loans, good for fucking him. Yeah. God bless. Because <laughs> we... We're on a journey. <laughs> yeah. We haven't gotten that far. All right. Continue. Continue. I was just curious. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So today... We know him as a businessman and investor, and he is the CEO of a load of companies. So he is the CEO of SpaceX and Tesla. He's the president of the Musk Foundation, with the, which is a philanthropic foundation he founded. He was the founder of the Boring Company, X Corp, and XAI. He's also the... F- co-founder of Neuralink, OpenAI, which is relevant because that's ChatGPT, y'all, and then Zip2 and X.com, which, side note, I feel like 90% of those company names sound like supervillain cover-up companies for, like, some weird scientific thing he's doing. Black market, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so... What's he really up to? That's what I want to know. What's he really up to? Yeah, so, like, I'm interested in, like... The naming. He likes the letter X a lot. X.com, X Corp, Space X. What is X? X is anything, I suppose. Yeah. X is that like unknown variable. Solve for X. Yeah, solve for X. Put X here or something like that, you know? Mm. Maybe. Or maybe he's just extremely <laughs> cool. He just thinks <laughs> X is the coolest letter, so he's going to put it in all his company names. And I think, I'm pretty sure his uh, child had the yeah, X Yeah, we'll get it. into that. Okay, Don't worry. Cool. I looked up how to pronounce it and everything. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Uh, Fun fact. Maybe maybe this is too soon, but my granddad calls ice cream XR412. And he, he'll be he like, will you get me a bowl of XR412? Why does he call it that? You know, I've never actually asked him. What does it mean? It's just ice cream. It's like, you know, like, go get me some ice cream. Yeah, so he just has a code. Code XR412 is ice cream. 
Ah, maybe he and Elon are on the same way- wavelength. <laughs> they must be. This is like alien brain. That's the word for it, right? Oh, you don't call it XR four twelve. You don't call it. <laughs> yeah, that? fellow human, ice cream. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is you say these things to people and you don't actually realize that it's weird until mm. it's coming out of your mouth. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Elon experiences that all the time. He might have gotten it from Elon. Him and yeah. Elon are best buds, and I just didn't know. How awkward is that? Pretty Elon's awkward. one friend is your grandfather? <laughs> My grandfather went to all of his uh, keg parties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And, yeah, and now he's also the CTO, and we know that acronym, Chief Technical Officer, of Twitter, um, which is the main company we're going to really get into the nitty-gritty of today. Um, and I'm, I don't know about you, but I feel like off the bat, that's a lot of companies to be quote unquote running. And I personally do not believe he's actually running all of them because no. I've seen the amount of work like the CTO JD of Forrest puts in and it's a lot of work. That's a lot of long days. And if you're being CEO slash CTO of a whole like rake of companies... There's not enough hours in the day for that to, like, do that well. No. So this might be a hot take, but I'm just going to assume that these are kind of honorary titles, maybe? I don't know. Fight me about it if you want. I don't care. I'm not losing sleep over this. But, like, I have heard stuff on social media that, like, with SpaceX, he just kind of leaves it all to the engineers. And the engineers are building rockets and stuff. And then he shows up every once in a while and is like, oh, yes, my rockets. They're so good. My rockets. And then, like, leaves and, like, doesn't contribute much. And the engineers are like, whatever. Just keep coding. You so know? he takes all the credit. Yeah. But does none of the work. Exactly. Which is, I feel like that's what I, like, he just owns the company. He gives it some money every once in a while. And somebody else is actually coming up with the engineering principles. I don't know. But that's just what I'm getting. Because I feel like 12 companies is a lot, you know? Like... Maybe it's just he's the ideas man. And yeah. as you said, the, the funding. Yeah. That kind of thing. Because, like, at the end of the day, as, as, as we both know, as engineers, you, it's a lot of work and a lot of time putting mm -hmm. into developing software and developing actual, like, uh, electronics and machinery as well. That's a totally different thing I know nothing about, but yeah. I'd imagine so much work time consuming so like you know he doesn't have time to be going in and doing this stuff but he can give his rubber stamp or say yes no whatever testing things but i'd say it would be really high level yeah definitely so you also probably know him from dating the musician Grimes mm -hmm. and having a baby with her with the name of a Wi-Fi router. The baby's name is pronounced X-A-12, um, which is funny because the state of California where the baby was born doesn't actually accept, like, the ash is like that letter where it's like, it looks like an A and an E at the same time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually accept that as a readable character to be named. Or numbers. So this baby's name can't be registered in California. 
So my baby's name is no name. My baby's name X. Once again, X. What does X mean? X A twelve. Um, very close to my ice cream mm, uh, thing as well. Yeah. I really do think there's, so there's some weird, some alien stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, and then I also think it's funny, just as a side comment, that Musk and Grimes got together because like Musk is like smell and Grimes is like weird <laughs> texture. <laughs> And, like, grimy would be also, like, smelly, gross, yeah. and musky is, like, you know, bad, Yeah, bad, like strong odor. Odor, musk. Yeah. 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 So, what a pair, right? Some people actually, I think, like musk. Musk. You know, that, the pheromone smell. Mm-hmm. I think we all might like. We all like pheromone smells. We just yeah. don't know we like pheromone smells. <laughs> it's true. <sighs> well, anyway, so that's Elon Musk. So that's who we're kind of talking about today. And now we're going to get into the beginning of a murder most foul. And I spelled it F-O-W-L because it's Twitter. And it's birds. Like oh, a foul. it's a bird. Ha <laughs> ha. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. I don't know. Rock and Robin. Rock and Robin. I don't know. That was what I was trying to go for, and thank you. So that was the musical introduction to the story. So the story slash murder of this tech giant Twitter starts with Elon buying Twitter officially on October 28th, 2022. Before that date, there was a whole lot of back and forth. I won't get into it because it's kind of boring. But um, Twitter, for those who don't know, is a social media platform that uses a format called microblogging, where you can broadcast short posts known as tweets. And I think today they're up to 280 characters long. And we have Twitter. You should follow us. Or don't. You might not want to after... Podcast at twitter.com. You might not want to listen to this after... Or follow us after you listen to this episode. But uh, currently today, uh, Twitter has around 250 million daily active users. So it's quite the platform. Lots of users. Lots of tweets. Used every day. Lots of times. Um, at the time... Elon was the richest person in the world with a net worth of 248.1 billion US dollars. Wowza. And he bought Twitter for 44 billion. Which, I mean, I could give you maybe a better list of things to buy with 44 billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but sure. Yeah. What would you buy with 44 billion? God, um, I would buy like a country, maybe. I don't right? know, like, like I'd want to be like a princess of a country, but obviously, there'd be no no like monarchy or yeah, anything like that. But you would just be some sort of aristocrat, figure, yeah, some figurehead. But everybody could do whatever the heck they, they wanted. They could print you on the money. That that would be the only reason really, to be a princess of a country mm-hmm. is to be on the money. Yeah. Because <laughs> more money, more problems. But, um... 
I guess, but it would be a peaceful country. Like yeah. everybody would be happy. Like that there'd be no war, you know. Everybody would be fed. Right. I'd put my money towards that. Yeah. Towards making the world a right. better place. Yeah. Yeah. So but, what would you buy? Um I don't know if I could even spend that much money cuz I think having that kind of money is like you only buy businesses with it, you know? Yeah. Like it has to be something really big. It can't be like, "Oh, I'd buy a house and then I'd have like, you know, 44 billion dollars left, you know? Like I don't think I could ever make a proper dent in that kind of wealth without. So, I guess I'd buy Twitter again, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, you would buy, I'd Twitter. buy Twitter. Um so you know, this, the first couple, like, literally, I'm going to start telling you things, and it's happening on a day-by-day basis. Like, it's going to be October 29th, October 30th, October 31st. Like, every single day, he does something stupider than the last day. And just to note that this was October 2022, and it's now July 2023. So it's not even a year ago mm. that this happened. And it's still stuff. Still stuff about it. Um... So he did loads of wacky things and none of them turned out how he planned or envisioned. So firstly, the first thing he did was he fired the top executives, just gone. Then he laid off half of the company's 7,500 person staff, which was announced in an email. And I personally think that's one of the few things in life that should not have been an email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so the email subject line was your role at Twitter and the email read today is your last working day at the company and it was sent to the personal email of all the staff the personal email the personal email because the work email no longer existed they were gone such a bastard yeah such a freaking bastard I feel like that was also like the start of that snowball of all of those tech layoffs. I know there was a lot that went into that um, with, you know... Banking and stuff. Banking and the economy and, like, probably, like, a bit of a backlash from COVID and all this stuff. But, like, that was the first big Twitter just laid off most of its staff. Yeah. It was what scary. What did you say, 50%? Yeah, 50%. Like, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So prick fucking prick yeah i feel i feel like that's just uncalled for like i understand trying to like you know revitalize the money and there's maybe some business decisions which we'll talk about but like there may be something else going into it that he's like thinking of but the way he did it and like how much of the staff that he cut without thinking about anything i was like wow that's is that innovative i don't know jury's still out drunk with power Drunk with power. I don't know if you're going to bring this up, but um, I read an article about Elon Musk. I think it was in Tesla. And this woman, I actually think I might have brought this up on the podcast like a while ago. And she was like, oh, I want to raise something like that. And he was like, hmm, I'm not really sure if you deserve a raise. And he was like, how about you like go away for like two weeks and um, come back and we'll talk about your raise. And then he, that person left and came back and um, 
he was like, well, we actually found that your role wasn't really needed at all uh, during this time or during the two weeks that you were gone. So I'm just going to fire you. Oh my God. There was probably more to the story. I'm probably like butchering it, but like it was something of that sentiment where yeah. like uh, that's how you know if someone is like actually making a difference in the company is if they're gone and like if you notice the effects of their leaving or not. Um, which like I understand, but at the same time, that was so extreme. Yeah. And maybe he didn't fire the person. Maybe he was just like, no, you're not getting a raise or I don't know. I can't actually remember, but it was something like that. And I just, I just felt like it was so harsh and there was no like personable aspect to it where it's like, well, I've noticed that maybe you're not making as much of a difference. How can we change that for you? How can we put you in a role that you will make a difference and you might get more money? Yeah. Things like that. So he has no empathy. So, yeah, it's like, is he being a dick or is this a really cool business tactic to make your company more, you know, cutthroat or whatever? And, I mean, it's a little bit of both, I think. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, anyways. Anyways. The next thing Elon did in his first few days as CEO was he started shipping code just without thinking about the outcomes of projects, right? So this is my personal favorite part of the story. Um, He started to revamp the Twitter service and he made it so that in order to have a verified account, you had to pay $8 a month. Previously, verified accounts for like celebrities and journalists. So you know you're following the actual celebrity, the actual journalist, the actual politician. So to have these verified accounts, you it was a case-by-case basis. Twitter would review all of them, make sure you're the real deal and you're not an imposter, and just case-by-case, case, avoiding any possibility of impersonations and, you know, fake news, right? Will the real Elon Musk Please stand up. We're going to find out about that real (laughs) fast because by implementing the $8, the internet trolls came out of their caves and like a tsunami over the platform, everyone was paying to have a verified account and pretending to be different people, different companies, different, like, you know, the Pope and even our favorite. Elon Elon Musk. Musk. Oh my god, how did I see that coming? (laughs) (laughs) So, let me read you some of the... These are all parody. These are all imposter. I'm just going to preface that right now. (laughs) But these are tweets that were made by quote-unquote verified accounts. We have Chiquita Banana of Chiquita Brands, verified, right? Who are tweeting, We have just overthrown the government of Brazil. (laughs) Um, and then we have SpaceX one of Elon's companies tweeting it is with a heavy heart that we announce that we will be ceasing all missions we plan to funnel 240 million in outstanding government subsidies to groups dedicated to sustainable agriculture and ending world hunger we cannot look to other planets to solve our problems here that would have been a great tweet if it was real yeah And then we have Pepsi uh, tweeting, Coke is better. (laughs) 
the Nestle company tweeting, we steal your water and sell it back to you, LOL. <laughs> These are ridiculous. We have McDonald's tweeting, proud to announce that all McDonald's locations will now be serving Beyond Meat. Our meat is far beyond its expiration date. <laughs> that is true. We have Tesla tweeting, our cars do not respect school speed zone limits. Fuck them, kids. Uh, we have a Coca-Cola imposter tweeting, if this gets 1,000 retweets, we'll put cocaine back in Coca-Cola. We have Elon Musk tweeting, there is nothing better than waking up and enjoying a fresh, steaming cup of my own urine. Such a tangy way to start the day, and it's scientifically proven to help brain cells grow. If you want to be like me, drink your pee. So immediately, like the same day, uh, the checkmark verification paid for plan got reversed. <laughs> um, and it was the regular, you know, verification plan uh, was put back to normal. Roll and, back, roll back. And obviously advertisers like Coca-Cola and Pepsi and, you know, all those companies, McDonald's, they didn't like seeing all this disinformation on the platform. So they started, you know, thinking about rethinking their advertisement deals with Twitter. And so Twitter started to risk going actually bankrupt if like all of their advertisers pulled out. So like no forethought of what would happen if you put in like a paid subscription verification thing. So uh, yeah, that was crazy, Elon. Some ideas are just bad ideas. Yeah, and he didn't test it at all. He just did it. Straight to production. Straight to production. That's a bold move. Yeah. Bold, bold move. Bold man. So then he picked up an axe and started hacking away at the infrastructure. So um, he decided to turn off microservices, which he claimed weren't necessary for the site to run. And... At this point in time, where we are on the timeline, he's been CEO for maybe three weeks, like just shy of three weeks. And I don't know if you can make that decision for... So soon. Yeah, an application in three weeks. Um, so Twitter engineers and experts started warning Twitter users that they should start to back up their data because Twitter was going to start experiencing major outages and data loss because of these cutbacks on the microservices. Um, so if you don't mind getting your things deleted forever, <laughs> don't do anything, you know? Interesting. It's funny because, like, we're not avid Twitter users. So, like, sure, look, if they deleted our 10 tweets, I wouldn't be upset. No. But at the same time, some people rely on Twitter to communicate to their clients or their followers mm. or their whatever. Make public announcements. Make public announcements. And they need to be there forever so people can look back on them. It's a public record. And it's a huge deal. Even like for journalistic purposes. Maybe not. Maybe I'm going to no, step No, you're up, dead up. right. But like that's their, it's evidence you know, so the fact is, is it's like you're literally erasing evidence by removing Twitter, by re by 
potentially deleting old tweets. Yeah, losing that information could be very serious in the long run. Um, so after he did that to the infrastructure, he went back again for the people. So, um, or I guess the remaining people from his initial firing. So he um, found a Slack channel uh, where some employees were having negative opinions about him and he fired them all. That's one way to do it. Yeah, like... I feel like I'll never be able to work for Twitter now because I shared one negative opinion about Elon Musk, you know, and you can only have good opinions about Elon Musk. <laughs> it's true. I mean, we're definitely not going to be able to work there after this podcast. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's kind of a bit of his ego shining through there. Um, and he also said that if the staff weren't up to hardcore working conditions, they would be fired. So, um, and I think the hardcore working conditions were, like, extended hours. So, like, you know, I I think Europe has gotten to me a little bit too much where I enjoy my work-life balance, you know? Mm -hmm. But but it's like, you know, you don't shying away from it. But I think the conditions were so intense. Like, work isn't your only thing, man. Calm down. But anyway, majority of employees decided to leave after that announcement. Because they were like, bye. And so 50% of the employees gone. Gone. And then there's the other 50%. And then they started dropping off yeah. as well. So I think, This time voluntarily. Yeah. So I think it's down to like a third of the OG employee count at this point. Okay. And did they start hiring more? No. Or he was like, no, just. He was just like, they're gone. So he's expecting less people to do the work of, you know, seven and a half people crazy those poor engineers <laughs> i know um so you know it's and at this point the uss twitter is sinking pretty badly um bad projects being shipped loss of advertising money and loss of staff and you know things like apple and google actually started talking about removing twitter app from their stores because of the falsified accounts and misinformation, it was making the app really dangerous. And you know what Elon said in response? What? He said that he'd invent a new phone to specifically host Twitter if it came to that. Sure. So like, and we'd buy it. Yeah, totally. Go off, bestie. Make your dreams come true. Like, I guess, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I mean, it seems like that's always been his attitude i suppose so i'm not surprised this is his yeah his that's take on it but yeah so they did uh talk about it and he was like yeah actually i got rid of the falsified accounts it's all gucci now and you know obviously twitter's still in the stores and stuff but um i'm going to read you a short list now of things that elon musk introduced over his first you know couple days of being the twitter ceo so when he started, Twitter no longer enforced its COVID-19 misinformation policy. So you could now say anything you wanted about COVID-19. He relaxed uh, the policies Twitter had on dealing with hate speech. So you could have more hate speech if you wanted. Um, he added a feature that showed the view counts for tweets. That's cool. But yeah. Um, he freed up inactive accounts so others can register with their usernames. Like? Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, he, he, but, but the infamous and worst person in the world, yeah, Donald Trump. He restored Trump's banned account, so oh. Trump could tweet again. Sorry, that was I was getting ahead of myself there. <laughs> the next one on the list. And then he also, in the same breath of restoring Trump's banned account, he suspended anti-fascist accounts. So weird balance of free speech except for people who are anti-fascists you know mm-hmm. so that was weird um so a few other crazy things that happened and i know i'm missing a lot because like i just did a quick you know review on what was going on but um a guy called jack sweeney made a twitter account called elon jet and the Twitter account tracked Musk's private jet using publicly accessible data. And then Musk also suspended several journalists who were tweeting about Elon Jet. So I guess that's good because he immediately, Elon, updated the Twitter policy so you can't post someone's real-time location details, which I think is probably a good idea and we probably should have had that before. Definitely. But he only did it because it happened to him. Um, Elon created a poll where he asked if he should step down as the CEO of Twitter, in which people voted yes. Yes, you should step down. <laughs> and that was like an internal poll or that was an external poll? It's a Twitter poll, okay. like on the account, on the site. And so um, everyone voted yes. So as of June 2023, he stepped down as the role of CEO. Oh, he actually listened? He actually I'm listened shook. to the poll, yeah. And he stepped up as the CTO. (laughs) So (laughs) like, I don't know if that's better or worse. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. It gives and it takes. I think it's literally, we're in the exact same situation. He just did us a big gotcha. And he's like, I'm not the CEO. I'm the CTO. (laughs) Yeah. Still making the plays, making the calls. Um, so the general reactions, to the acquisition of the business of Twitter by Elon Musk have been mixed. Some of his decisions seem to be for good things. Like, he does seem to really support free speech and wants people to be able to say whatever they want, except for the accounts he suspends for saying whatever they want. But in the balance, um, on the opposite end of the teeter-totter, we got a big rise in misinformation, harassment, and hate speech on Twitter as a platform at the same time. So he did tweet, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy, but is that really what's going on here? It doesn't feel like it. Um, And then basically the damage had been done. His acquisition of Twitter and actions that I just told you about have really like weakened the service, its infrastructure, its staff, and now the company is just in a bad situation. Very weak point in its you know, graph. I don't know. <laughs> In its lifetime, I suppose. So that brings us up to date to like now. Yep. Um, and on July 1st, 2023, Elon tweeted, to address extreme levels of data scraping and system manipulation, we've applied the following temporary limits. Verified accounts are limited to reading 6,000 posts a day, unverified accounts to 600 posts a day and new unverified accounts to 300 a day so he makes this tweet 
talking about throttling the usage of the platform itself. And it seems really strange because cutting people off after a limit has never been a characteristic of Twitter. Like, ever. Of really any social media platform ever. So yeah. I wonder, is this game, you're probably going to say this, is like, if you want to see more tweets, you got to pay more money. No, it's juicier than that. Ooh, okay. <laughs> this is what like sparked me off uh, when it happened because I was like, <laughs> and like, you know, the petty vibes got out. Like, I don't mean any ill will towards Twitter, but it this just felt like karma. I don't know if you believe in that. So uh, users from this throttling began to experience weird issues. Like tweets weren't loading. If you were logged out, you could not see tweets. And it meant basically that Twitter could not be used for public announcements at all because nobody could read tweets, you know? So we shouldn't be posting our episode and announcements on Twitter anymore? No, because no one will see it. Well, it's back to normal now. But anyways, um, for a few days, this is what was happening. And it hasn't been confirmed by Twitter exactly what's happened. But it's speculated that the reason behind the crappy level of service was because of infrastructure issues caused by Elon's decision making. Uh, Twitter claimed they limited the use to detect bots that were harming the platform. And it's like, lol, yeah, the bots are harming the platform. Sure. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> um, but it turns out that he, Elon was hacking away at more than just the microservices. Um, so a bit about Twitter's infrastructure is they have their own data centers. And they have three of them. Elon has plans to reduce them to two for, like, you know, cost stuff. But they run the service for users. So these data centers run Twitter. But it also relies on Google Cloud for some machine learning, which is used for detecting bots and false accounts. Um, however, the mysterious tweet limiting occurred suspiciously on the day after a contract with Google Cloud expired. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, while Twitter does have its own data centers to support machine learning, it's not uncommon for general tech companies to outsource the computing for things like Google Cloud because it's more efficient business-wise and computing is expensive. Um, so it seemed like Twitter actually didn't have the ability to use Google Cloud for detecting bots and therefore had to do the bot detecting on their own with their own data centers. So they lost the ability to check for bots and attacks on the website. So the throttling came into place because it was them trying to make up for this loss of computing. And um, Twitter had previously signed a multi-year contract with Google to host their bot and spam fighting services. But Elon, Twitter, wanted Google to lower the cloud costs. And when they didn't, Twitter just stopped paying Google. Oh. <laughs> Getting juicy. Yeah. <clears throat> and so in a mad rush, they began to move all of their processes and services off the Google Cloud platform altogether. 
But because of this decision with no plan, Elon, Twitter engineers had to do crazy things and work really hard. And remember, there's like nobody working at the company. And as you can expect, um, like they had a deadline to get everything off the Google Cloud by June 30th. But like most engineering things, at the best of times, the project was running behind schedule. So the key defenses of the platform against the bots and bad actors was left in question. So um, that's why those few days, nobody could access tweets because like, there was no processor service supporting them. Um, and Twitter eventually does renegotiate the contract for a cheaper, you know, one with probably less service hosting, but, you know, throttled the engagement because of it, and they couldn't keep up with the demand and uh, had to cut down the infrastructure that they hadn't, you know, built up yet. So this weakness and lack of foresight caused a gap in the market for those few days, where, like, where else can you yell into the void, right? Yeah. I mean, like, Twitter is, like, a self therapy session. I hate such and such. Yeah. This is poop. Can you believe the cost of almonds these days? Ah. Ah, I'm going to drink oat milk instead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like our sound? Because support for Fizzbuzz podcast is provided by Cloud Microphones from Tucson, Arizona. Cloud Microphones is a maker of boutique ribbon microphones and the Cloud Lifter line of mic activators. Cloud Lifters are used around the world for recording, broadcasting, and other live sound applications. For more information or to hear Cloud products in action, check out cloudmicrophones.com! And then this is where Mark Zuckerberg took his opportunity to launch a service called Threads on Thursday, July 6, 2023, amidst all the chaos of Twitter being badly injured on the battlefield by friendly fire. Mic drop. So, now we get into our next character. Who is Mark Zuckerberg? So, he's the second character of this story. His name is Mark Elliott Zuckerberg. Bet you didn't know his middle name. And he was born on May 14th, 1984, in White Plains, New York. So he can be president, but I'm slightly less worried about him being president than Elon Musk. He is the founder of Facebook and the now parent company Meta Platforms, which he hosts things like Instagram and WhatsApp, I think is technically Meta. Um, And he is the executive officer, executive chairman, and controlling shareholder of Meta, and he is the CEO of Meta Platforms. And I want to just note that is the only company that he is CEO of, which is a relaxing comparison to Elon because I had to type out so many things for Elon. That's nice to just type out one company for Zuckerberg. Meta. Yeah, but he's well known as an internet entrepreneur and he has stayed in his lane with one company and he seems to be doing relatively well despite some previous spicy scandals, which we will get into today. Um, But we know him from Facebook and internet memes, like that he's a weird alien. And I'm thinking directly of one where he was making a recent announcement for Meta. And in the background, there was a bookshelf. And on the bookshelf, there is a bottle of barbecue sauce as like, ah, yes, 
I'm an alien, and this is what humans have on their bookshelf. Just a bottle of barbecue sauce. Humans love barbecue sauce. I am also human. <laughs> I have a bottle of uh, barbecue sauce on my shelf. Just for emergencies, you know? Yeah, you never know when you need it. But, um, yeah, Zuckerberg has been noted as one of the world's most influential people multiple times, and he does quite a lot of philanthropic work uh, with his wife, and his net worth is around something of $85 billion. So quite a lot, but not as... Not as much as our... Mr. Musk. Our old friend, Muskie. So, the Zuck, as he's known as... Really? I had never heard that before. The Zuck. The Zuck. Um, He began writing software in middle school. And he scaled up quickly enough to where he actually built a program in high school for his dad's dental practice. Oh, The program allowed all the computers in his house and the ones remotely in his dad's dental practice to talk to each other. He also built a music player called the Synapse Media Player, which used machine learning to learn the listening habits of its user and received a three out of five stars from PC Magazine. Um, He is also the captain of the fencing team, which when he was being interviewed on the Joe Rogan podcast, he's the Zuck uh, said that he regrets being the captain of the fencing team oh. as one of his big life regrets and that he wishes that he did wrestling instead. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Right? And then in college, he built Facebook, which I won't explain because we know, you know, and feel like that's common knowledge now. And the Zuck went to Harvard, but he dropped out because that's just what people do, like, when you got brains and the right opportunity. So... That's our Who Marky Mark. Harvard when you wrote one of the biggest social media platforms in the world. Exactly. I think at the time he was already making like millions of dollars. So like if I was doing that, I'd be like, yes, yeah, see a school. I don't need you anymore. It's true. It is all relative. Mm. Even Harvard. I would I would ghost on Harvard. Um, so the Zuck slides into our story's DMs on Thursday, the 6th of July with threads on a platter. so i feel like as well like you we've already made elon musk as the villain at this stage um and the zuck as we're (laughs) calling him uh he he seems a lot more like mild-mannered and Mm. you know he's as he said staying in his swim lane only is as a ceo of one company or i suppose if you consider, like, let's say WhatsApp and Instagram to be different companies, but they're under the, like, meta umbrella now, which is one. Um, he, he seems more tame. Yeah. But he's still, in the I, real world, a bit of a villain, I yeah. would say. And I think we'll get into, is he actually a villain with what he's about to do next with Threads? So, well, I'll ask you what you think after... I tell you a little bit okay. more because okay. yeah, I think I think he's not he's not necessarily the good guy in this story. That's see, that's what I think. He might not be the villain, but he's a villain. Yeah, that's he's another player. He's another character. He's another this, character in this in murder, most foul, the big bad world. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yes. So what is Threads? Threads is a platform that looks and feels like a Twitter copy. 
It offers the same service of the microblogging, but it's got a fun UI and it's using a different algorithm to hand out tweets or I don't know what you call a thread. A thread? A thread. A yeah. string. A string. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Just <laughs> strings to its users. What did you string today? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just post my string in just a moment. But this is where I think it's exceptional. Because the app reached 10 million signups in its first seven hours. Wowza. Yeah. So how can you onboard that many users in just a few hours? Well, they also had, and I think this is kind of juicy, but it's kind of a coincidence. They had no limiting or throttling, (laughs) Um, which is what Twitter is doing. So they just had a massive feat, but, you know, a petty coincidence, I suppose. And they demonstrated that their infrastructure was ready from day one. They're ready to scale, but maybe they didn't expect to have to scale for so many users so quickly, because I think that it surprised them that 10 million people signed on immediately. But they were smart, and they used infrastructure they know works that was based on the one that Instagram supports. Or that supports Instagram, rather. So if you use Instagram, you may have seen this message pop, pop up on you know Thursday, July 6th, of being like, hey, do you want to start a Threads account? And I think that's cool because there was no hype up for threats. There were no advertisements. You just woke up one day and it was like, hey, do you want to use this new platform? And it's like, sure. And people just signed on. And I think, you know, it was a bit of an organic buildup of usership rather than, you know, let's hype this up, tweet, I don't know, string, who cares? So it just exploded because of that. They were smart. They already used a platform they had to get it out there. And um, Threads also implemented tools for users to allow them to block or mute others, as well as um, they had really good policies for removing things like hate speech and harassment, which is what, you know, Twitter was allowing to happen. Meta so it was already a safer place than Elon Musk's Twitter. Absolutely. And Meta as a company knows a lot about this world of hate speech and harassment being the parent company of Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. So this is a world that they're well attuned to and they know how to, you know, get it under control. So the launch of the new platform was pretty much perfect. It's not available in the EU yet, but it was for a couple hours and I got to use it and it was a lot of fun and it just kind of felt silly and um, lighthearted. Um, I got to follow Stacy's uh, bread thread. Yeah, I made an account called Bread Thread where I just post pictures of my bread. It feels like the most middle-aged woman thing I've ever done in my entire life, but I love it. It was the best thread that I followed. <laughs> it the was the only thread, thread that I followed. <laughs> But still the best, nonetheless. Still the best, nonetheless. Um, But yeah, so it's not available in the EU yet, which is okay, I think, because the EU has really good laws for protecting data. And But do be careful if you sign up, because if you want to delete your Threads account, it actually deletes your Instagram account at the same time. And even though it's probably not a bad thing if my photos from 2011 get deleted, um, (laughs) (laughs) I still love Instagram the most, so I'm going to be like a threads girly for life, I suppose. True. I'm sure that the fact that they 
Because essentially when we created our threads, it was just like you were extending your user from your Instagram account. So all of that same, basically your profile in the database is the same for both platforms. So you're basically just extending it to use another thing. And that that's why, I guess, in the end. One user, two platforms. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Um, and quick, I suppose. That's why it was so quick. Yeah, it was easy for us to sign on. So, you know, you don't have to think about creating a new account. You just have a new account on this platform. So it was really smooth. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. squeezy. And yeah. So Threads actually reached the top free apps in the App Store, like with in their initial launch, which I think is insane. That's probably really hard to do. And so essentially what Threads did really well here is it picked its opportunity and it's now possible for Threads to become bigger than Twitter. Um, I think it'll take some time, but as the Zuck said, Twitter has had the opportunity to do this, but hasn't nailed it. Hopefully we will, which sounds like a threat to me, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's uh, Elon's gotta be shaking in his boots about it. But um, you know, by the end of the day on Thursday, July six, Elon was already threatening to sue Zuckerberg over threads. Um, so just a few hours after the app launched, she was like, "No, that's my microblogging platform." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yes, yeah. epic legal battle. Yeah, like watching. Soon. Two kids on a playground fight over a ball or something. And then there is literally like a planned boxing match or something like that, isn't there? Yeah. Between the two, uh, Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. Who yeah. do you think would win? Um, I would, I'd bet my money on the Zuck. Because he did say he's, he's the captain of the fencing team. And he wanted to do wrestling. Wrestling. So also, have you seen him nowadays? He is buff. That's it's so weird. I think he does like jujitsu or something like that. So he's been preparing for this. He has been. He was the one who floated the idea that they should fight. (laughs) Was he? (laughs) No, I'm just saying. Okay, that's funny. (laughs) Also, though, maybe not because I have a strong suspicion that Elon Musk is just a robot. Yeah. And, you know, man against the machine. Mm. It makes sense. If he was a robot, that's why he has no empathy. Yeah. Bring a cup of water to the fight, Zuck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Throw it on him. (laughs) You won't need to use your Your strength. Um, Yeah. And overall, Threads isn't worried about infrastructure costs. It can handle 100 million users in the blink of an eye, which I think where it's at now. It's just above 100 million users. Um, And Twitter is trying to optimize its infrastructure, and it's at the expense of engagement and growth. And um, it's the use of the, I guess the invention of threads is very much on the wave of Meta's bounce back after its valuation was at its lowest a few months ago. And now today it's actually trending towards an all-time high. So they're also working on updating their policies to improve the company in general. And so I think that's a good sign that Meta has actually learned from the past spiciness and bad things. And it might be implementing better changes for a future with threats. So time will tell on that one. Only time will tell. 
And um, yeah, so Elon, being Elon, was threatening to sue about threads because he claimed that Meta stole some of the ex-Twitter employees to build the copycat. Meta... The ones that he fired? Yeah. The... Like, I mean, Twitter's loss is Thread's gain. I you know, Elon, if you fire people, they can work for other companies. Like, think, my guy, think. Um, a Thread's spokesperson came back at Elon and was like, this is baseless. Um, so, you know, even Thread's are like, no, nobody from Twitter is working here right now, but maybe they will now. And so, yeah, Threads has over 100 million users, probably more now, because the number is growing every day. The initial excitement has gone down a bit, so engagement has gone down. Um, But it is still noted that Threads is the fastest growing app in history, which I think is really cool just in terms of engineering and capability to, like, just bring something out of thin air and have it work first try. Um, And... Sure, they were recycling some things they already knew about, like having the same platform as Instagram and things like that, but I think it was an Olympian feat. Threads grew faster than ChatGPT, which got oh, wow. Yeah. Which got to a hundred million users after two months. Threads got there in a day. Um and it's a great opportunity for Meta to make money. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Get back on top, I suppose. Yeah, they can use the algorithm they use for the reels on Instagram to build a better Twitter. Um, because it's only going to show you tweets that you vibe with and want to see. Mm-hmm. They can restaff itself with the ex-Twitter talent pool. Justice for Barb, you know, like justice for those Twitter users. Or Twitter engineers. Um, and, like, well... At the end of the day, um, I think it could be a better app than Twitter, but I think that's just because I'm an idealist and I like to see nice things happening on the internet and people being nice to each other. True. And I True. don't know if Elon's world of, you know, free speech and hate speech has a place in society. I would like to see that go, to be honest. Yeah. But with that, though... You know, I I appreciate hearing that some of those um, unjustly fired people from Twitter are are going to threads. But at the same time, the Zuck also fired people from Meta. He did. All over the world. Also, in my opinion, unjustly. Yeah. So, and from what I've heard, this is all just, you know, he said, she said you know, little, little birdie told me, but I'm pretty sure the working conditions at Facebook and meta in general aren't great either. Mm. Maybe not as bad as Twitter. Yeah. But, um, I, I think, I don't know. It could be like a like for like in a lot of ways. Like it's just, you know, who has the bigger, you know guns yeah (laughs) (laughs) who has the bigger feet yeah so (laughs) they say about people with big feet yeah because i think in no way does this make mark zuckerberg uh amazing person or anything like that you know there's still bad things happening at meta but i think what's admirable in a business sense is how quickly this happened yeah he saw opportunity he saw the opportunity he launched his app his app is 
feeling and looking better than Twitter ever did. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the same service. So we'll have to wait and see to see if Threads actually replaces Twitter. But I And I don't think Twitter is dead. I think its death is imminent and it's just going to become like a husk of a platform over time here. Um, and like... It is kind of funny to see somebody take a uh, buy a company for forty four billion, and it's currently worth fifteen billion now after he bought it and did all those things to it. So he lost loads of money on take that Elon Musk on this all these engineering mistakes. But I don't know if it's a idea to call them mistakes because I think what it comes down to is like what are we actually looking for in our social media platforms? Like did he have some good ideas about like, you know, how to verify people, how to make it a subscription service, how like where were these ideas coming from? Um and I think we have to maybe take a look at the infrastructure performance and user experience of all of our apps and what could be better like i think that is a good business sense for a cto to consider mm-hmm. i don't think he did them in the right way i i think yeah it's the process that was taken versus the ideas we all have ideas and and we should try them out but like it just looked like he deleted a bunch of code and added a bunch of code and then shipped it straight to production yeah no d- didn't you know, go through PR or anything like that. You know what I mean? Uh, like straight to master. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> like seriously, that's what it, it seems like. Where like, you know, these have to go through the pro- proper channels and processes to ensure that, you know, you're doing performance tests and user tests and getting feedback and like, you know, doing, you know, alpha, beta testing before you launch it out to all your clients and doing a proper rollout. Like you can do those things quickly, but like, and, and that ensures confidence in what you're doing. That's why you do those things is so you have confidence in what you're doing. Other people have confidence. Your users have confidence in what you're doing, where the only person who was confident in this situation was (laughs) Elon. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And maybe, Mark Zuckerberg, but for the right reasons. Because <laughs> yeah. Mark Zuckerberg didn't push directly to prod, you know? No, no, he didn't, I'm sure. So, in conclusion, where did it all go wrong? Um, I think, as you just said there, Elon is the type of personality to just disregard other people's work and try to rethink it and implement it on his own. Um, he's done really cool things like he's got electronic cars he's got rockets but when he was set against humans and a human user base he failed or you know did he fail Um, Twitter as a platform never really shipped new features like it just was kind of a husk taped together with a bunch of different you know patchy codes but when he immediately started shipping stuff it started to collapse on itself like you know, with the verification check mark, and he, there were random bugs, and you know his changes had to be shipped and reversed within the same day. Um, he did pay a lot for the service, you know, forty-four bill. So I guess it makes a certain amount of sense that he wanted to make it profitable again, because when he did buy it, Twitter was in not a great place. It was losing like four million a day, so it was on its death descent already. 
Um, but I think, you know, Elon just kind of quickened the death with a few unintentional, but maybe well-intentioned stabs to the back. Um, and I think the days of peak Twitter have been long gone since like, you know, 2015. So, um, stick to the robots, Elon, stick to the robots. They're easier to test when you can just shoot a rocket up and see if it explodes or not, you know, but when you test in real people, they become trolls and (laughs) impersonate you. I think they have, we have a better sense of humor, put it that way. Yeah. So in, uh, alignment with our themes for the season of advice here's a few takeaways and advice that i would give to elon musk should i be so bold to think of myself as a person who could give him advice just be careful because you could get fired i know for no reason i got (laughs) fired from my job at twitter which i don't have (laughs) (laughs) who knows maybe he'll just be like wow i really really respect this woman's opinions because she's really intelligent and i'm going to make her the ceo (gasps) dun dun overnight i feel like that'd be a very hard transition for me (laughs) (laughs) but um here's what i would tell you elon come here come come here to me sit down um Understand your company's infrastructure before you take an axe to it. Understand your user base before you give them dumb features. And also, respect your employees, because they will always be valued elsewhere. On that note, Stacy, would you rather... (laughs) Work for Elon Musk? For the rest of your life or get hit by a bus and live i think i'd probably rather work for elon musk okay yeah forever yeah forever ever yeah okay wow is he gonna pay me a good amount of money i don't know you'd have to talk yeah, what's to him. the <laughs> compensation package like <laughs> okay this one i have another one for you uh, I I think I actually know the answer to this one already. Would you rather uh, be Mark Zuckerberg's roommate or eat a half-baked rat? The half-baked rat? Yeah, like you half-cooked it, you know, in the oven. Um. Okay, so I'm going to weigh these possibilities out loud and let you know my thinking process here because I feel like having Mark Zuckerberg as a roommate would be kind of hilarious in a weird way like i'm imagining living with mark zuckerberg like i like open a door to go into a room and he's just standing there like hello (laughs) and like that's it and it's like okay pal and you close the door like i think he'd be a very quiet roommate i don't think think he'd be up to much like i think he'd he'd just be sitting there overwhelmed with living in a human body and what the human experience is like and you know my bookshelves would be well stocked with barbecue sauce true that's a great trait of a roommate <laughs> so that might i had a room with mark zuckerberg he gets what it's like to be human <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to eat a half-baked rat exactly okay so you would actually choose yeah. so so is that what like... you expected i I thought maybe you'd get hit by a bus. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Last mm-hmm. question. Okay. Okay? Prepare. Prepare for this one. Mm-hmm. The game. Marry, fuck, or kill. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh-huh. Elon Musk. And uh, what is that guy? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Um, let me Google something really quick. <laughs> Are you looking? She's looking at a picture of Jeff Bezos. <laughs> um okay so i would she's really i love this i love how hard this is this is i should have started with this worst question okay i guess i would marry jeff bezos because i googled just now his net worth and it's 157.3 billion so i'd get a lot in the divorce settlement cool um, I guess Mark Zuckerberg for fuck if he's buff now. He's buff now. Google him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if we had video, we'll we'll post pictures of all these crazy Looney Tunes. Uh, I'm just gonna Google Mark Zuckerberg buff. Yeah, he's looking pretty buff now. Yeah, he's buff, isn't he? Yeah. Either that, or he's just really into wearing tight shirts now. Either way. Either can't way. go wrong. Could be. And then you would, I would kill K-I-L-L. Yeah, I just feel like he's weird and gross, and like I could just do without him. I think so, too. I think that was the right choice. Yeah. Like, I would never hurt him to be explicit. <laughs> I would never kill anyone. But, but you wouldn't kill. But, like, no. if someone else killed... Like if- he happened to like not be around anymore i'd be like ah i don't really understand his achievements enough to miss him so bye so is that the mystery stacy <coughs> didn't <coughs> kill <laughs> i am actually the downfall of twitter this whole time it was me who knew <laughs> i shipped directly to production and destroyed it um no um, but I have a question for you. Mo. Okay, go on. Um, do you think Mark Zuckerberg did a good thing by creating a clone of Twitter? Like, how do you think, in the grand scheme of businessy things, two companies having competing similar services? Well, uh, in a way, that's a good thing because. It means that if you want people to come to your service, you have to listen to your users more because you have a competitor, you know, um, where people, if they're like, we don't like what you're doing on threads, we'll go to Twitter and vice versa, which is why everybody went to Twitter, right? Because, or not Twitter, threads, (laughs) because it was so bad. Um, I do think he made a savvy business move. Mm -hmm. Like He's kind of the villain. Yeah, he is like, the villain. Elon was stumbling a little bit and, you know, and he's Mark like, Zuckerberg twi- tripped him. You know? Yeah, which, you know, is admirable, you know, to to one-up Elon Musk, you know. Um, so I'll, I'll give him a pat on the back for that one. Um, but, like, at the same time, is the world a better place? Because there are two... Um, social media apps and platforms that basically do the same thing. 
I don't think so. Like, I don't think the world's a, a better place. I think, you know, we have a lot of entertainment and stories to tell yeah. and things to talk about and yet another platform to complain on. <laughs> um, or post bread photos. Or post bread photos. And, and obviously it can bring some good, but it's not actually like really making a difference in the world. So like, sure, there's, there's some pros, there's some cons. I don't think he made a good move. I also don't think he made a bad one. You know, it was savvy. Yeah. So does that answer the question? I think so. Cool. Business savvy. Business savvy. Yeah. Tough world out there. It is. Sometimes you got to be a shark, Mm -hmm. which I think is also the, you know, a lesson here. If you see an opportunity, take it by the reins. (laughs) Yeah. If your opponent's stumbling, that's when you go for it. Jujitsu, probably. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait to see that match. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Cool. All right. Well, that was a really interesting story. Thank you for sharing it with me. And there was a lot more like juice and drama. Like, I can't believe I haven't been keeping up with this the whole time. Oh, yeah. I am a very, very petty bitch. And (laughs) I wanted so like I don't like I said I don't mean Twitter any harm or ill will but it's just interesting because we've never seen this in our lifetime to have a platform such as Twitter rise and fall so I think it's caught a lot of attention just because you know wow wow (laughs) (laughs) what a time to be alive I know also I really like Instagram. <laughs> yeah, me too. Follow us on Instagram. Fizzbuzz podcast at, at Instagram.com. Instagram. But we don't have a Facebook. No. I think that's okay. It is okay. We also have a Gmail, though. Yeah. Fizzbuzz podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Bum, bum. Do you want a cookie? Meow. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't, Don't be a dick, dick and make 